0: then I would just say connecting with friends. And I think, you know, it's something that there have been times in my life that I didn't do as good a job at because I was a wife, I was a mother, I was a career woman and something had to give. And I wished earlier on that someone had said to me, make time for your friends all the time.
1: Welcome to the Ziegler Show, where we inspire your true performance, I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we are back to look at the habits of Lisa Grimes, my guest in show 607. Lisa has a new book she co-authored with Paula Brown Stafford titled Remember Who You Are, Achieve Success, Create Balance, Experience, Fulfillment. So as a quick refresher, Lisa's focus is living life meaningful and on purpose and being connected to other people. We talk about that a lot, but she spent 33 years in corporate America with roles in management, sales, business development, multiple stints as CEO of large companies. She's also been an entrepreneur. She spent a decade as a decorator and she's adopted a child who was deaf and mute after being told she couldn't have children. She's been a busy woman and it's just enlightening to hear the habitual things she does to keep herself well which is what we're going to talk about today as we go through the ziggler wheel of life and the seven spokes and ask what she does to keep herself on top and check this out she suffers from osteoarthritis and has had her stem cells injected into her hands into her joints there, making her the first person in the world to ever have it done on her hands since then she's also done her knees really interesting stuff um she has a gift for hospitality you'll hear about, which lends itself to her belief in the high value of connecting with others in personal life and in business. And she is a connector. My gosh, she's already connected me with a bunch of people. So it really comes through, but she talks about the value of that in her business and in her lives, uh, in, in her life. I've, I probably spent over three hours on the phone with Lisa in the past week. She's just an intriguing person, such a resource, and she's experienced so much. And that's what she lends to us, an incredible perspective and specific we speak a lot to women and some of the issues there in the workplace. Uh, You can connect with Lisa at Haberjohn.com. H-A-B-E-R-G-E-O-N. And that's where you can buy the book. Remember who you are. Of course, you can find it wherever you do buy books. So, hey, I'm going to bring her on in just a moment as soon as I share some great resources with you.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member
1: FDIC. All right. Here then I bring you Lisa Grimes and her personal habits for success. Okay, Lisa. So we're going to take folks behind the scenes in your daily life. Look at the Ziegler wheel of life. Look at the seven spokes there. And hear what you're doing to have good. Well, I got to make a call out to your book. Remember who you are. That's the main book that we went through in show 607. And part two is actually called Create Balance. And so I know these are all familiar areas. So we'll just start off and and let you share with us. First one is just the the physical side, physical nutrition. What are the things you do to keep yourself well?
0: Well, I try to walk three to five miles every day. And that's my my exercise and a lot of time to do other things while I'm walking. I try to eat healthy. I would say that's more natural-based. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't have the occasional splurge. but kind of the 80-20 rule. I do um, take some supplements that I think are healthy. And I make sure I eat a little bit of dark chocolate every day. And I would say probably the most unique thing about my habits, I happened to suffer from osteoarthritis and I have found a physician who believes in the body healing itself. And I'm sure there are more than one out there and we have worked and withdrawn my own stem cells and injected those in joints, um, to see if I could grow new cartilage and my hands have had remarkable success. I had the first hands ever done in the world that had my own stem cells transplanted into them. But I think just working to try to keep my body as healthy as it can in that regard. And I just had both of my knees done 14 days ago because I tore my meniscus. So instead of doing the traditional route, I went for seeing if my body could heal itself.
1: That's significant. Literally the first hands ever done.
0: The first hand's ever done. Okay. You know, they've done work on hips and shoulders and larger joints, but because our hands are such tiny joints, there's not a lot of room to add the stem cells. So rather painful. I wouldn't recommend it for the faint of heart, but my hands, oh, I can do so much with them. I don't, I'm not taking, you know, medication for pain relief and I can use them, so...
1: Wow, that's significant. Okay, I have more to ask you. I'll do that offline. That's interesting. Though I do heavily appreciate your dark chocolate. I do believe that that is a necessity. I think that's the best supplement that we have on the market. So
0: absolutely, it is. I hate to go a day without it.
1: Thank you, Amen. I had my dark chocolate covered almonds just a bit ago. All right. Family side. And I know that this is a big focal point for you. And and you spoke to it just a moment. Now you speak to it in the book, I think, or no, I know you do. And you spoke to it in our main show in six Oh seven, but that you Uh, You adopted and it wasn't just a normal adoption and you're doing that amidst, you know, so much happening with work. So I would ask you what you do today, but I would ask you to also speak to what you did back in those earlier days to maintain your family health amongst such a vibrant work life.
0: Yeah. Well, um, yes, we do. We have a biological child and an adopted child, so I don't want to, to miss the one that that I delivered, um, but we did ad- adopt uh, our second son from Russia, and Eric was deaf and mute when we adopted him, and so I required um, several surgeries. There were a lot of of issues. He also had a cleft palate. So I had to rather abruptly, or I chose to, I did not have too bad choice on my part of words, but I chose to adjust my career schedule because he didn't speak English and I didn't speak Russian. No one in the family did to stop and um, be a stay-at-home mom for about a year while we went through that whole process and then um, decided to take a bit of a different career path. And I had been running an international company prior to our adoption and started an interior design business, which Mm -hmm. gave me some flexibility. But I would say one of the things for family, Kevin, that was always important to us was just this having meals together. My husband and I still have family meals with just the two of us, both of our boys that have grown into young men and don't live at home, but one lives, lives locally and he comes over for dinner once a week or once every other week. Um, we have open lines of communication. There's really, you know, of course your conversations have to be respectful, but there's nothing that's off limits. So we have, um, have conversations about whatever. Um, our older son's getting married one month from today, and I've been texting back and forth with my soon-to-be daughter multiple times today, just on some different topics related to to the wedding. So really, keeping keeping open lines of communication. We worship together. We again, we go all go. The son that lives in Baltimore is not here in North Carolina, so he you know, worships at his own place of worship, but we, um, when we were, had kids at home, we go to church together, and um, I think it's it's all of those things um, combined, and we try, you know, I think one of the things that I would just say, particularly when we had children at home, was having a little me time just for my husband and me, just taking some time, whether it be a weekend away, but um, trying to, to do time along the way was also important for our family.
1: You know what? I am going to ask you to speak to one more thing on that. And and folks, again, in our main show, 607, we hit on this as we look at women specifically and the roles and the expectations. So you talk about taking time, being a stay at home mom uh, and doing some entrepreneurial endeavors to give you more flexibility than to go back. You know, people can easily think, uh, did you, what did you do for the kids? Thinking that that is your primary responsibility over your husband, because that's our cultural norm. So in the reality, I'm curious, did he also pursue flexibility to, so you could jointly parent, jointly work. Did he decide to stay more uh, home-focused while you did work-focused? How did that work for you guys?
0: Um, great question, and I'll take it one step a little further back because I think mm-hmm. it's the best way to answer it. We um, we were married while we were in college. We were about to celebrate anniversary number 35. So we made choice early on that we would kind of follow whoever's career path was leading to wherever we followed. If that makes sense, we both had professional degrees and we kind of said, and I call that a very supportive husband because that wasn't necessarily traditional that he was willing to say, yeah, if you get the better job offer and you feel that that's for you, we'll we'll go there, do that. Um, And over the years, particularly leading up to when we adopted Eric, he has had taken on a sales position. So he has, A little bit of flexibility in terms of if he needs to go see a client early versus seeing a client late, he can do that to some degree. And he um, did not travel with his job. So that, you know, he continued in his current position, but had a bit more flexibility. I, on the other hand, at the time we adopted or leading up to our adoption, was traveling internationally and had, you know, different locations and employees in different places. And our younger son would occasionally travel with me and do those things that just wasn't going to be an option when, um, when we adopted Eric so it didn't necessarily shift but he certainly focused on being as flexible and supportive as he could be in, in my career. Okay. Shows. And, That's great and with the family because it yeah. is we both are parents as, as yes. I've heard you say before.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I, being an entrepreneur, I don't know how I could do anything else. It is what allows me to be a full-time dad as well. And to, for my wife to be able to do, uh, pursue her calling at will. So, um, thank you for sharing that. Well, the third spoke is mental. The things that you consistently do to keep yourself, keep that, that sharp mental edge that you need to have.
0: Um, I love to read. I love to listen to podcasts. Um, I think being a continuous learner is what I found tries to help me keep as sharp as I can be kept. I don't know how sharp I am, but I think trying to, to learn something new and pick a new topic. You know, when I decided that many years ago, like 10 or 15, that eating healthy should be a priority. I really spent a lot of time about reading lots of different books on the topic and trying to come up with my, you know, own opinion and talking to different people and listening to different shows and that sort of thing. Or if there's a new business idea, um, you know, I right now in an, an antimicrobial textile company that I do work with, well, I had never heard of, you know fabrics that kill bacteria so that was an entirely new challenge for somebody that had grown up in the pharmaceutical industry when I found out about pure thread so whole new steep learning curve from the ground up because I knew absolutely nothing about textiles so I think that for me mentally is just finding new challenges and then attempting to master them or at least learn about them
1: yeah Next one is financial. And obviously with all you've done, you've achieved a good level of financial success. So the the habits that you did uh, early on, maybe what is most relevant or what's happening now as well?
0: Um. Well, I think the first thing is tithing and offering. I think that um, it's not ours. So um, we're blessed to bless others. So I think being generous, being intentional in that regard. And I think, um, not spending more than you make. I mean, we were both full-time, I worked 32 hours a week to primarily put myself through college. I had a couple of small scholarships, but, um, and, and a small amount of, of help from family, but Mm -hmm. I primarily had to work my way through college. So I, we, Got married. My husband was co-oping and working his way through college. So just staying and spending within your means. Yeah, oh,
1: spiritual. And uh, you know what? Can I can I make an admission here? Uh, when we folks, I'm talking to the, the crowd here. When we started this interview. Uh, you, I'll tell him what you did. You asked if we could pray and just happenstance Tom Ziegler this morning had asked me, they're redoing some stuff on the website and asked me for a list of people that I've interviewed. And I don't know if it was all, but I called together and it was just over a hundred Yes, I do often pray at the beginning of my, my, well, at the beginning of my day I do, but even at the beginning of work and we're going to do an interview, or I'm going to do an interview to, you know, Lord, let me just bring out what needs to be brought out. Never, however, had I had a guest asked to do that or have done it with a guest prior to the interview. And I'm, I'm actually shocked that I haven't. And as I shared with you, I'm now convicted to do that. So on the spiritual spoke, thank you for helping elevate my own spiritual spoke before you share yours.
0: Oh well, you're embarrassing me, but you're you're quite welcome and glad, and hope that that will help give you a new healthy habit.
1: Absolutely, in that
0: regard for your wheel. Um, well, I think as you mentioned, starting your day, you I do start my day with a quiet time, and so that's Bible study and prayer. Um, I am involved in a weekly Bible study that I post and my home on Thursday mornings and Debbie Wilson that I mentioned earlier in our interview is our teacher and Hmm. I'm the backup teacher but she's um she's our teacher um remembering to keep the Sabbath holy I think that's a big one and I have really tried over the years to not work on Sunday and it does make some people go really you don't aren't taking calls on Sunday and you know Kevin I'm not saying never there have been times I've had to take a flight to get somewhere because I had to take a flight to get somewhere. But right. as a habit, I really do try to do that. Um, I try to memorize scripture. I pick out favorite Bible verses that speak to me and memorize them so that they're in my mind. Um, I don't worry. I can honestly tell you I was probably could have been in the Guinness Book of World Records for worrying, but Philippians 4 6, not being anxious about anything, but mm-hmm. taking everything to God with prayer and supplication changed my life. And I don't worry. I say, I give my cares over to the Lord. And I think that's a big part of spiritual growth. That, um, is, is a huge part of my wheel.
1: Uh, that but is, I don't
0: do, I don't worry.
1: Can, can I give you, I'll give you an admission on that and a, in a story. I spent a day, uh, with Zig Ziglar. It was the first time I went down to their headquarters I, and I, and it was five years ago or so. And he spoke about that a couple of times, talked about, you know, don't worry. Uh, And it was really difficult for me to accept. It felt really Pollyanna. As much as I revered him, it was difficult. Don't don't worry. How how is that humanly possible? It felt like suppressing an emotion that's just natural, just like anger or or fear uh, not to worry. And it is in... I want to say latter years to make it not sound so recent, but to some degree, I feel like even in the past year, to me, it's come up as a faith issue and really questioning my faith that if I do have faith, how would I worry? But I had to get, I am having to get a little deeper into it because like, I appreciate you saying that Guinness book, world record for worrying, I, anxiety and just, and I didn't, I don't even mind it that much. Cause I'm kind of an uppity kind of dude anyways. Uh, and to hear you say that, that's a, that's a big testimony.
0: Yeah, it's a big testimony. I would say, you know, um, another book be transformed would, um, and it's an it's not a necessarily new book, but um, was a be- very powerful book um, in that regard. And as I mentioned earlier, give yourself a break. Both of those are helpful, but I would say be transformed um, by Scope Ministries. I remember when I first did it, you couldn't even get the book in the U.S. Now you can, um, but very powerful. And I really think um, it is truly a testimony because I mean. You, you ask my husband, he would agree. I mean, I should have been awarded something because I worried about everything.
1: Wow.
0: You know, I think that it did just as you said, it is a process because you can't, I didn't just read Philippians 4, 6 and go, oh, okay. I'm not going to worry. I wish I had, but it's a process of really thinking through and realizing that you can give your cares over to God because he was meant to bear them. And then we can go through life much more productive and much more happy.
1: Thank thank you for that. I need to hear that. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside and we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier. and air doctor is just the best. Air doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. six spoke is career. And as you have shared, you have had an amazing career. You've had a varied career. You've worked with big corporate, you've worked with small business, you've done entrepreneurial endeavors. So as you look at your path career wise, are there some specific things that helped you not go awry with the amazing scope of opportunities? I'm sure you have always had and have today.
0: I think, um, welcoming new challenges. I think being willing to do whatever it takes, you know, I think we even talked about it and remember who you are is don't ever say that's not my job because if we're going to be entrepreneurial, everything is our job. I think hiring people smarter than me and then getting out of their way, truly empowering people to do what you've hired them to do and You know, I appreciate your kind comments, but not all of my startups have started. I mean, I I think as an entrepreneur, I'd love to say, oh, yeah, I've got these 10 success stories that all 10 of them were like hit out of the ballpark. Well, um, you know, one in particular, and I don't know if you have time for me to tell you, but was the largest round of venture funding for a startup company at the time that I had ever done was agreed to on oh, September 28, 2008. And yeah. for listeners who might not remember um, the next day was at that point in time, the largest drop in the Dow Jones ever to that point in time. And the paperwork had all been inked. And I was in New York city to make all the announcements and all the PR companies, financial people. And we inked the documents after five and the, woke up to the Dow dropping and the money did not get wired. And instead of doing the, you know, big press tour, it was uh, flying back to North Carolina on an earlier flight to let people go. And I think learning lessons from that and realizing um, goes back to something else of Ziggs. I mean, I, I could not let that failure define me. And what I really sought to do was let it refine me, but I licked my wounds for a bit and, you know, was embarrassed and whatever, but, you know, I didn't control the market and I was blessed that we had kept current Mm -hmm. on paying bills. So we were able to sell off little assets and kind of slowly wind the company down. But I think, you know, realizing that we make mistakes all along in life, but particularly in business and being willing to share those with our employees and with, other people in business. Cause then we can learn from them and we make new mistakes or they can make new mistakes. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a, it's incredible, incredible story. Uh, last one here, Lisa is personal. And as I'm sure you, like most of our guests would say, well, all this is personal, but really looking for the things that you do just for you. It may be the fun, the play, a hobby, the things that you do for your own joy.
0: Well, I have the gift of hospitality, so as crazy as it sounds, I love to entertain, and so um, that is joy for me. I love, um, I do, I love what I do. I love coaching um, people, so helping people pull out the dust in them. So it doesn't seem like I'm going to work when I do that because yeah. it seems like I am doing that. I do work with charities as we discussed a little bit earlier of Fill Your Bucket List Foundation which you know is kind of what it sounds like is helping people's last wish come true that they might not otherwise um, be able to do or um, you know other charitable activities. I um, love I would love to get a massage every day in my life after eating dark chocolate, but that doesn't happen, but it is a treat to, to, to get, um, to get a massage. And then I would just say connecting with friends. And I think, you know, it's something that there have been times in my life that I didn't do as good a job at because I was a wife, I was a mother, I was a career woman and something had to give. And I wished earlier on that someone had said to me, Make time for your friends all the time. And I'm not meaning that I wasn't nice to my friends, but just the closeness of whether it's a call or going for a walk together, but taking time um, to truly connect Mm -hmm. with friends.
1: Well, which I'll make a call out again, folks, in our main show with Lisa 607, talking about her book. She starts off with connecting. We talk a lot about that and just so impactful. Thank you for just giving us some behind the scenes, look at the, the real world things you do to have that balance and to have the success that you've had today. It's just a gift. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks, Kevin. Well, there you go, folks. The habits that help support Lisa Grimes in achieving all she has done. Again, connect with Lisa at habergeon.com H-A-B-E-R-G-E-O-N. And you can buy the book there, remember who you are, or find the book wherever you buy books. If you got value from the show, will you please let Lisa know? Leave a review in iTunes stating what value you received from what she shared. It's the best way to thank her and us. we have a special show coming up next. I'll share what it is as soon as I give you some great resources. All right, well, coming up next in show 610, I just couldn't get enough of Lisa. If you listen to our main talk in show 607, in the section where we discussed creating your personal brand, one of the questions was, What do I want people to think of when they hear my name? I was so enamored with the question, I decided to use it for our weekly Facebook question. And I asked Lisa to come back to help me talk through the comments that you guys shared. Uh, but i took the question further i split it into a two-part question because i think that we most of us have two answers in all truth one is how does our base ego want people to think of us and two how does our more mature altruistic i could even say self or our so our righteous self want people to think of us uh, kind of the heart aspect so i actually did a little video on facebook to pose that question And I I gave my own answers to it as well. And it's been just a few days ago, over 600 people have already watched that video and we got so many interesting comments. It took us down some amazing roads, including some of the unique challenges that women face regarding how they are perceived. So it's just a powerful exercise. We really challenge everyone to do it. Uh, So you'll hear more about that. You're not going to want to miss this discussion and all the comments that were submitted. Well, till then, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.